Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. We are on episode 25, and today we have a special guest, my sister Emily, our first ever podcast guest other than Josh and myself. And today we are going through your guys' questions all about customer service and behind the scenes of Bomar Nutrition. So if anyone is unaware, my younger sister Emily actually handles all customer service, manages everyone involved with customer service and has for several years for Bomar Nutrition. So I put up a Q&A post on Instagram just to kind of see what you guys have for behind the scenes, for customer service, all the fun things. So we're going to kind of go through some of these to give you, the listener, and our customers a little bit more insight into what actually happens behind the scenes. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Wow. (laughs) I don't know if our voices sound similar either, but hopefully you guys can differentiate. So we're just going to go right through some of these. And Emily specifically requested to not know the questions ahead of time. That way she could speak from from, the heart. From the heart. Wow. So I do want to say too, a lot of these responses are, quote, I don't have a question, but you have amazing customer service. So at least there's that. We're already on a roll. Okay, so (laughs) the first question that we're going to answer, is the customer always right? Ha ha, I don't own a business, and my guess is capital no, exclamation point. I would say the customer is not always right, but they're always right in feeling upset about something happening with their order, so yes and no. Even if it's not necessarily our fault 100 percent, right um (laughs) some of these are really funny not a question just use huge praise um weirdest question you have gotten at customer service i don't know about a weird question (laughs) but the weirdest thing i ever saw was someone sending an email of a picture of sarah at an event with no context no context (laughs) It's just strange. (laughs) And then I responded to the email asking why it was being sent to me. And it wasn't like it was a photo of me and the person. It was just a photo of me and Josh, like at an event that this person took from afar. So that was. That's strange. Quite strange. Um, (laughs) How many hours a day do you spend responding to customer service cues? Initially, I wanted to say 25 hours a day, but at least eight to 10. And it's, and it's not just emails, it's the chat as well. Right. So we do offer the chat, um, and it's obviously not just a Monday through Friday. No, and job. it's not a nine to five. It's a... All the time. All the time. <laughs> Um, from another business owner, how do you deal with the rude customers that think you owe them something? I just try to put myself in their shoes with other situations I've had with other companies reaching out to customer service that it is very frustrating and you just have to understand that most people aren't upset with you personally. They're upset with the situation. So kill them with kindness, (laughs) but sometimes a little sarcasm. (laughs) 
sarcasm. Okay, what is the most commonly asked question? I feel like I know this answer, but I would say when, when is, is something, something gonna restock? Yeah. Um, there is a restock page that is updated as often as we can. As right. So a little background. So because this is like a behind the scenes Q and A. So as far as the restock page goes, I I've never seen another company do this. And for us, you know, we do have to give tentative dates just because Murphy's law, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. And we're also in the middle of a pandy also. Yeah. So a panorama, (laughs) a a Pamela. So that's another entirely insane element to all of this. But even today we were supposed to have our new protein bar ran and it was guaranteed to run today. I, or I'm sorry, yesterday. And I emailed the manufacturer asking for tracking on our master cases and asking how the run, the run went yesterday. And I got a response back of, oops, our one line went out yesterday over the weekend. So your stuff's not running till next week. Well, isn't that just dandy? So that's kind of the game that we play with announcing things on restock or posting about new products is there's always something that can go wrong, whether it be at the manufacturer or ordering raw ingredients or ordering tubs or ordering lids or ordering scoopers or the logistics from getting it from point A to point B to point C or in inbound at the warehouse or this, that, and the other. So the restock page is out there. It gives a high level overview of when we think things are going to come back. Um, Has anyone ever tried to get away with getting free product? I would like to think most people are honest people. People ask for gift cards, though. People ask for gift cards, but not directly. Um, (laughs) They ask for gift cards on other forums. They think that... uh, I don't know how to answer this appropriately. (laughs) Yeah. I don't just say it. I don't I don't think people try to get away with getting free products, but people always think they are owed something. Yeah, maybe. And I we always try to just fix the situation the best way we can, and if you feel that it's not fixed the best way that we can, then say something. Right. Don't run your mouth all over social media. Like right. respond directly to customer service because I would say that What's the average, this is just my question, what's the average response time? Because we do track that. Mm, most people get a response. Everyone gets a response the same day. Mm-hmm. Most people will get a response within minutes. Right. Um, the most you would be waiting maybe an hour or two at the most. Um, even on weekends. Even on weekends. Yeah. For the most part. Unless <laughs> I have to do something. Right. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Who runs the IG DMs? So I don't know if you mean my specific page or the Bomber Nutrition page. I personally do my DMs on my Sarah Bomar account. And then we do have a social media team that answers DMs across Bomber Nutrition, Bomber Archery, Bomber Bowhunting, all of the entities that we have. And the next question is who reposts all the BN Instagram hashtags? That's going to be the same answer. No question, but so excited for more podcasts. Yes, girl. What's the best part of the job? I would say I love reading the reviews. I love reading how the products help people. Um, 
and just the nice people that are out there that are more than decent human beings. I think that's hard to come by these days. So if you're a nice person, thank you. <laughs> Good job. What is the most frustrating part of customer service? The most frustrating part are the things that I don't have control over. Like the last thing we ever want is to be out of stock of something. I think some people think that like, oh, it's so cool to be out of stock because <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, so many people do want that product, but if we could never run out of stock of something, that would be ideal for me or things that something happens at the warehouse, something happens with shipping. Those are the most frustrating things because I can't personally deliver your item, unfortunately. Right. And just as a side note, like some companies do run the BS marketing, in my opinion, of like, oh, this is sold out. And then three days later, they have stock. No, no you purposefully limited your stock and then put more back in to create a higher supply and demand. So that's definitely not the case with us. If we are out of stock, it's because we truly are out of stock. And like Emily said, it's never a fun problem to have, especially when people want the item. So it's been, it's been a fun learning curve, especially during the panty. Um, how do you deal with orders that get lost in the mail? Now, this is frustrating because I think that a lot of people don't view FedEx, UPS, USPS, DHL as a business when FedEx, I can check how much they are worth, billions of dollars, but they take hardly any responsibility for the package, even though it is in their hands and we are paying them to do a service. I think it's crazy that these postal services are like, oh, well, ask the person you bought it from. The person you bought it from is a small family-owned business. Mr. FedEx billionaire, you own 45,000 planes to deliver things, and you can't even do that properly. We usually just bite the bullet on it, and just if it's past a certain amount of days, depending on your shipping option, we will try to file a claim, resend your pack. We resend your package before we even know if we can file a claim. So... Right. So in that instance, like just from like business 101, so say you buy a $50, your package is $50, we ship it at $50, we, the business are paying for the shipping. So not only are we sending the product, but we're also paying, let's just say FedEx to deliver the product. If it does not get to you, the consumer, if we send another one, that's another product and then it's also another shipping cost, and it's also another fulfillment cost, and it's also another um, packaging. So the box, the, you know, all the packaging slips that come into play with that. And then it's also, um, yeah. The labor. Product, the labor, all the things. So it's not just, oh, send me another. It, there's so many other things that goes into, and then also customer service time of trying to figure out where the package is, creating another order for you, ensuring that it goes out. So there's a lot that it's just, that's just what's so frustrating when it comes to these large companies not taking any ownership in, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't deliver that. Or, oh yeah, it was damaged. Like we as Bomar Nutrition are not like foot stomping your products before we send them out. Like we don't send damaged products. So if it's damaged in transit, I would think 
that the company that was paid and hired to deliver it should take ownership of it. And that's what's so frustrating. But even when I personally have issues with products, you know, I always try to reach out to or file a claim first because I know it's, even if I'm ordering from like Pottery Barn, I know it's not Pottery Barn's fault that something got lost. Like they shouldn't have to eat the cost of that, but it is what it is. We want you guys to have your product. Um, what do you wish all your customers knew? How much the people behind Bomar actually care. Yeah. Um, because it is a very, very small team of people that do a lot and wear a lot of different hats. And there's just a lot of care involved. And I don't know... I don't know. I sometimes think that people think customer service is like some big call center. Like, no, it's actually me in my own house with one other person helping me with customer service. So it's right. not like it's... It's not like we outsource customer service. Like if, like when I say like family owned and family operated, like that is truly, truly. what it is. Which is cool. Um, is it hard to work together since you guys are, f- are family or does it make it easier? I don't think it's hard at all. Um, I've never no, really never thought it like was hard. A lot of people say like, oh, don't work with family. But I, I've i never. I can't I've think never of an instance. felt that way. No. But at Thanksgiving, you better be working. There's that. <laughs> um, not a question, but you set the bar high for customer service. Thank you. What is the funniest correspondence you have received? Oh, that's tough. Um I think it's just when people are like personable people and realize that they're talking to an actual person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the funniest are the creative people in the reviews who give just just good writers. I don't know. They're just they're just creative and, and funny. And I think if you can be personable, then I appreciate it. There you go. How often how often do you two touch base? Some days it can be like I would say at least daily. Yeah. Um, No question. She's amazing. Not a question. Uh, Sorry, I'm just going through. I'm literally going through these as we are talking. How many people are a part of your customer service team? Two. Adults. Do you have any softwares like Zendesk or Freshdesk for support tickets? Are we allowed to say the software? Uh, It's gorgeous is the software. Yeah. So it's like... I think it's really interesting too, like kind of the behind the scenes, like timeout behind the scenes. So if you email customer service and the issue is a warehouse issue, we then can internally tag the warehouse to respond either to customer service directly or the customer directly. So it's not like we are forwarding emails back and forth. It's you actually are assigned that ticket or email in order to have the... At the beginning, yeah. it was just Gmail, yeah, which was a nightmare. I mm-hmm. couldn't even imagine that now. Now yeah. it like pulls in all your account information, your order information. It's it's very helpful. Yeah, so we can see like if you the customer emails in, we can see directly in the software how many orders you've placed, how much money you have spent with us. If you're a VIP customer or not, I think it's really interesting too for data um, to be able to see all of that. How often are people <laughs> rude to you? 
Oh, every day. Yeah. Every um, day, unfortunately. But again, they're upset with the situation. They, they're they not upset with me personally. And if they were, then so be it. But <laughs> yeah. I just try to take the situation and make the best of it that I can. But there are always people who have more courage behind their computer, behind their phone, no matter what it is, social media, customer service, whatever. So it's... It's just how it is. That's how it will always be. (laughs) Unfortunately. What happens with my order after it's placed? Hmm. Well. A lot. (laughs) Well, it goes to the warehouse. Um, The warehouse has scanners that your order gets pulled up on. They scan the items. They put it into like a bin, like a tote. And then that goes down the shipping line. It gets packed, shipped, and... Pending FedEx, it arrives to your house. Yeah, and then if you pay for express shipping, there's different filters within the shipping software that puts the express orders before others. And then also, you know, which time we have to get out express orders that day for the FedEx pickups. And then we also have two shifts that run a day, question mark? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a day shift, and then there is like a... A night. a night third shift I think yeah it's called um, but that's not every single day that's like half of the week yeah and then sometimes if we have a very large launch or a very large restock on a Friday we then will also have weekend shifts that come in to help facilitate getting the orders out as quickly as humanly possible which product had the most successful launch day I would say melt for a single day. I mean, I would say collagen, but that's just... That's a restock. That's a restock. As far as a new product... I would say either melt or cookies and cream protein. That was a big day. I know that was a while ago, but that was a really big day. That was a big day. Yeah. I would say melt had... Pending the inventory... You have to look at the inventory numbers compared to just sale numbers. So it depends on what data you're interested in. Right. But yeah, I feel as though if we had had more inventory of Melt, that would have been our biggest day. But I also think that Melt blew everyone out of the water as far as what we projected versus what actually happened, which was an absolute crazy day. How do you tell the difference in... Customer complaints about a product issue versus a lie. The trolls. Say that again? Basically, basically, can you actually tell if a customer is complaining or if it's just a troll? I would say in Gorgeous, you can pull, you can see if someone has ever ordered. You can tell how people word things. um, You can tell by their vernacular. We have a return policy that. Opened and closed return policy. Right. And. I'm more than willing to make certain exceptions on the rule. Um, I don't know. I just I just try to hope for the best in people that they are authentic and but you can't question people either. I can't I can't question someone like, oh no, you're lying. Yeah. Well no, I'm not. Boomer nutrition, right. social media blast, cancel them. So it's just with the way the world is, you just gotta, just gotta bear it. Exactly. We do verify reviews, though. Like, you can't just get on there and be like, yada, 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 I hate Sarah Bomar, these products suck, and use yeah. a fake email and never, like, which I feel is very valid. Like, 
people base their purchases off reviews and if it's just some you snotty human being purchased the product yeah. before so if you're complaining about a product and then we pull up your order history and you've never actually <laughs> ordered the product it's pretty obvious that you are lying how many customer service emails do you receive a day Oh, off the top of my head, I would say a couple hundred, mm -hmm. three to 400 maybe. Yeah. And what are the and, majority and of them? And that's just initial emails. You got to take in the responses. You got to take in the chats. Um, and what is the what? Are they majority like, where's my order? What like What's the bulk of? The bulk of it is, I would say a lot of it are issues with transit, mm -hmm. with the item has already left the warehouse, where is my order? And, and you have to take in the shipping times. Um, but a lot of questions are also people just wanting to be educated on different things. Um, I would say, I and would then say the between restock. those two, restock questions. Um, a lot of people are asking about, they have, oh, I didn't know you had a rewards program. Can you add my previous orders? I get sure. a lot of emails about changing auto ship orders as well auto ship questions on auto ship yeah yeah not a question but emily is a bad bitch customer service oh, is spot wow. on wow look at oh, that geez thanks oh my gosh. alexis oh, said that yeah shout out yeah um a response you wanted to say but couldn't i feel like that's daily <laughs> um you know i can't say that on the air. <laughs> i know things that i've wanted to say I, but I, I don't I don't want to say I could say something, but I'm not going to to maybe maybe in part two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stay tuned. Yeah. Would it be greedy of me to buy more than two tubs of the same product? I don't think so. For me, like I don't like limiting customers. Now, what pisses me off and I think that this is going to happen on Friday when we restock melt samples. What makes me mad is when, and this happens across every single industry, I see it in apparel, I see it with other supplement companies, buying a product in a large quantity just because you know it's going to sell out and then putting it on a restock, or I'm sorry, a resale page like Facebook Market, like eBay, like Poshmark, like Mercari, like that really makes me mad because you then are taking advantage of my customers when you did nothing to earn the the overprice that you are charging for a product that you have ordered a ton of and you're taking away from my customers. Like that bothers me beyond belief. And also why would you ever buy a supplement from someone on Facebook Marketplace is also my question, but that's another podcast. I don't think it's greedy if you're going to use the products. Right. But it's I think, yeah, if you're on right away and you, you know, you set an alarm and you have the means to buy multiple tubs, I don't think that's greedy in any way. But like I said, if you're buying it just to resell and make a profit, like, how dare you? How dare you? I don't enjoy that. Um, most annoying question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you wish people understood? Kind of talked about that one. Most hilarious, unbelievable call from a customer. Um, we don't take calls. It's just emails and tickets. Um, the chat would be the closest thing to a call. Mm -hmm. um, most annoying. Is that what it was? Uh, most unbelievable. Oh, un oh unbelievable. <laughs> That's a good word. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Hmm. I think that... I don't want to, like, blast anyone. Yeah. 
So I'll just say that there's a ton of information on the website, on blogs, on there's so page. much information available to you strictly on the Bomar website. And there's even a search bar that is not taken advantage of. So I just think that the questions that come in, the answers are already out there, which I have no problem answering the questions, but you could probably get a faster answer just looking on the website. Proactivity, being proactive. Proactive, not reactive. Right. Um, so that was like all the questions, but I do you, can you think of anything that was not asked that you wish someone had asked? Hmm. Or like a behind the scenes topic? Hmm. Pain points, things you wish you could control but can't? I just wish. Oh, geez. Um, I just wish people were, you know, I just wish for world peace and. <laughs> Harsher punishment for, for parole violators, Stan. Uh, um, <laughs> I think for me, like the frustrating part, like Emily said earlier, is like things that are outside of your control. So, you know, we're not Amazon. We don't have robots, literal robots in a dark warehouse packaging these orders. They They are human and we have implemented additional shipping software. We've implemented the scanners to hopefully mitigate any order issues. And for the most part, anyone who gets an order issue is understanding and we obviously take care of them right away. But then also the fact that we do our absolute best to get the product out as soon as possible. Obviously a launch day, there's going to be some delays in shipping. They're it's just kind of inevitable with the influx of orders. But I think just people understanding that FedEx is a company and USPS is a company and we as a company pay that company for a service. So it's very frustrating for us when an item comes damaged or late or it doesn't come at all or it's lost and these other companies just aren't taking responsibility for it. Like to me, that's very frustrating because we've done our job. People will say all the time that I already tried to get a hold of FedEx. It's a dead end. And that's just so frustrating for me and for the whole company that yeah. I just wish people would know that truly I will do whatever I can to make you happy and satisfied. But I'm not personally packaging your items either. I don't work at the warehouse. So I can only do... We're at the mercy of people. I can only people. do so much. And there will always be mistakes, human mistakes. There will always be issues, but you just have to fix the situation. And that's just what I try to do. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, we we aren't personally, like, hand-delivering these items either. Like, I wish we could rely more on the shipping services that we pay for. And for the most part, I would say like 98% of the time, there's no issues. Everything arrives in perfect condition to the right place. There's no delays, but we are in a panty. And like Emily said, like you try to reach out to FedEx, you know, 10 billion, whatever dollar company, and they can't even have a customer service line that's open. Like I have had so many people message me saying, I received my order faster than Amazon, or I got a response from your customer service team faster than, you know, company X, Y, and Z, which blows their mind, which is great for us that, you know, the bar was set kind of low from poor customer service experiences in the past. But yeah, that's, we, 
we do our best to give you guys the best products and then the manufacturer or the warehouse and logistics and I would say recently within the last year people well within the last six months people who say I don't want to they're upset obviously they're upset about something and they say I don't want to hear COVID as an excuse we've never used COVID as an excuse like for us personally in the Bomar team and COVID though does come into play with a lot of people don't want to work right now yeah. because they're getting more money with unemployment, whatever. Or they're scared to go to work. One right. of the two. Whatever it is. I don't I don't care what it is, but there are factors that have come into play with manufacturer timelines, with even shipping. Right. Shipping. There's just not a lot of people working right now. There's less manpower. And for some reason it's it's hard to find people who want to work and no, COVID is not an excuse, but it is a factor in restock dates or... Yeah, like with ingredient, even with even with raw ingredient purchases or tubs or lids or neck collars for the product or labor or even like there is a huge influx right now. I think from Christmas, like four times as many packages were sent in the mail because hardly anyone was gathering for Christmas. And so the amount of truck drivers are limited. And then there was a semi-truck strike because of COVID because none of the showers or the restaurants were open. So these truck drivers had nowhere to shower. They had nowhere to sleep. They had nowhere to eat. So no one wanted to be on the road. I don't blame them. So that's just what's frustrating is, no, we will never use COVID as an excuse because everyone in our team works remote. So it's not like, as far as customer service, obviously the warehouse, but um, there were before Iowa lifted our mask mandate, there were a lot of protocols set in place at the warehouse of how many people could be working, how close you could be to one another, how many people you could have in and out. And that was, that was a learning curve for us. And so I do think it's getting better. And, and trust me, we are sick of hearing, well, because of COVID. Yeah, we get it. We get it. It's been a year. We should probably have all figured this out by now, but there are just cogs in the machine now from the ports being closed and then the ports being delayed on incoming shipments and ingredients. Like I said, with all of the packaging materials and even the boxes and then people not wanting to work and semi-truck strikes and all the things. And that's very frustrating for everyone. Another thing that came to my mind was I think that the Bomar athletes are amazing people and very helpful. Um, but also they don't have all the customer service answers. So if you ever have any questions tied to your order. Um, that goes for my DMs too. Because I'm just going to tell you to email customer service. And all the athletes usually do is just ask me. So you don't need to, you can totally reach out to them with customer service questions. But I will be able to get you probably the most fast or accurate answer. Um And I just would want people to know that if you ever just have any sort of questions, some people will email and be like, oh, I didn't want to bother you. Like it's, I've never been bothered. I've never felt bothered. Um, I would rather people just reach out and know that it is a very personable experience in that there's only two people doing the tickets. So most of the time I see everything that comes through. So right. it's, it's not, it's not like you're getting, or, or someone said the other day, 
well, I just keep getting the answers are just automatic. And the only automatic answer they had was the message that pops up after standard business hours or on the weekends, just letting you know that, hey, this is beyond our business hours, but we will do the best to get to you, you know, before Monday or before 9 a.m. the next day, whatever it is, which most of the time that happens, you do get an answer before. So I, I don't know. I just I I just wish people I don't know. I'm not trying to make an excuse like, oh, it's only two people. No, I actually prefer it being only two people so that it is more accurate and personable and I can see the problems like if there's a problem that more than two people have it's automatically taken care of and looked into and I mean this is it's not just like my job this is this has been I mean my life totally no I remember having this conversation with him because you used to help right you used to help with customer service or just like random things that we needed back in 2018. So we launched in the middle of January, 2018. And but before that, it was just Bomar Fitness. Correct. Which you were doing. Right. Um, and then I specifically remember we were in, we were in Orlando for New Year's and Christmas. We were down there at Disney World with all of our family. And we were out just like walking around. I don't even know if you remember this, but we were talking about you quitting your job and doing full time with us. And that was terrifying for us because you would have been like outside of like our director of ops. You would have been our first mm-hmm. like full time person. And that I don't know if that was scary for you, but it was terrifying for me. I don't think it was scary for me. Um and I used to work in the medical field, just to preface. Um, but I, I, I remember a conversation that that Josh had said. He said, "You know, a lot of people because for a while it was just you know one product or two products." Mm-hmm. And I believe that he was like, "I just want people to believe that this isn't just you know one or two products. This is an actual business now." And and I believed in it. I believe there there wasn't really a doubt in my mind. I mean, I had no idea it would become what it is today mm-hmm. and what it has the potential to be. But I just believed in it. And I obviously believed in them. So quit your job. Yeah. I, you know, are. I was more than happy to quit my office job. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know who wouldn't be. <laughs> um but it is scary, you know, especially it when is. you employ family of, okay, well, what happens if this fails? And then, oops, see it Thanksgiving when you don't have a job. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. So that's that's a little scary for us because I do employ my sister, my technical Tyler B. Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, on my side. And then obviously we have Josh's brother. So my other brother-in-law. My other two sisters help with other random things josh's dad runs our semi-truck company you know so like like i said when we say this is a family-run business and operated and we even consider our other employees that don't have the same last name like family like we're very close-knit and everyone truly cares like emily said so i mean i consider most people i don't know if they know mike but i mean yeah he is essentially his last name should be bomar a brother to the family and yeah I talk to him more than I talk to actual family members. Right. (laughs) And that's what's kind of cool, though, too, is like 
People become family. People become family. And then I also think you talk to your family more. Like, I can't remember the last time I called Emily on the phone before you worked for us. Right. It, it, yeah. So, and even if it's just talking about work or even my other sisters, like they're, they're younger. Emily will be 30 in a few weeks. I'm 32. And then our other sisters are, you know, in their early twenties. So for them, you know, they're just in very different points in their life. And not that we don't absolutely love them dearly, but to to text as, uh, you know, a 32-year-old and say, like, hey, Jessica, how's college? Like, it's just different. So to be able to m- talk to our other siblings about work-related things and just to have that connection, I think, is really cool. But anything else? I keep going back to that question where they were like, what is something you wish you could say, but you didn't? And I wish I could say it now, but I just can't. I just can't. There's a lot of like, because I'm a funny person. I'll just go ahead and put that out there. I'll just toss it out there. And I can't. It can't be funny. I can't use my humor in the way that I use it in real life. Um, Right. And sometimes that's frustrating to me because I think I'm funny. I think a lot of people (laughs) think I'm funny. Um... And sometimes I just want. You just want to send to, that one response. Yeah. And you just can't. Right. And that's unfortunate. But see, that's the unfortunate thing is that customers have no filter. They they're wanna, so mean they're sometimes. They're so mean. And I just have to. You're a punching bag. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry you feel this way. Which most of the time, 99% of the time, I am sorry you feel that way. But other times, but there's that there's 1% always where it's just a 1% where it's just you don't need to be you don't need to be so mean you will I have lived by this for this quote that like you will catch more. I'm going to probably mess it up. You're going to catch more flies with honey, honey. than with vinegar. Yeah. And that is so true. So we're out here catching flies. I'm just, you know, I'm a big old honey pot. I will say that it is frustrating. Even on social media, it's it's frustrating because communication is 70% nonverbal, which we absolutely lose via chat, email, social media, comment. Like, you can't tell my vernacular. You can't tell my, you know, my voice You can't um, hear tone. my tone, right. And you can't see my hand movements. You can't see my face. And I think sometimes people, when they're frustrated, they think that... If you if you already are upset, you're gonna yeah. read something in a negative way, right? And and it's I'm never I'm never here to be negative or discredit anything, right? And if nothing would ever get messed up with orders, that would be my ideal situation. <laughs> but I guess then I wouldn't have a job. So so keep messing them orders. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. So there's that. But we are going to wrap this up. We want to thank you guys for listening, sending in your questions. Hopefully this gives you a little more insight into the behind the scenes of Bomber Nutrition or any company really in general, but we will see you guys over in the next episode.